have to do this now that I can't be messing around anymore. And that was what really pushed me to be like, I have to tattoo. That's how everybody seems to have come up into the industry that you just someone's bitch to get there, like, <laughs> it's mental. And yeah, my first ever convention, I think I did like 20 toes on the first day. Mm. I was dead by the end of it. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Alex Lloyd and this is a 21st century tattoo. Jay, thank you for joining me today. Appreciate it. No worries. It's good to have you on. What I want to do really is start with a question. Okay. And that is, how do you define yourself professionally? Oh my God. Mm. <laughs> Drop me in at the deep end. <laughs> That's it. Um... Oh my god, I don't know. How do I define myself professionally? Um, do you mean like what my style is? Or yeah, like, why not? Okay. So my style, I guess I would say, is... Um, if I could describe it in like three words, it would just be like dainty, fine line, girly. Mm. Basically the opposite Floral. of what I am. <laughs> okay. um, yeah, just very, yeah, like feminine, dainty sort of stuff. Yeah, definitely floral. That's my, that's mainly what I do um, is floral stuff. But yeah, that's basically what my whole tattooing career is about. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. And the, you you are solely a, a sort of like fine line floral artist. Pretty much, yeah. I've dabbled in a few other things over the years. Um, but yeah, I would say nowadays, I'm quite lucky that I can just do that. That's what I enjoy. Yeah, nice. Talk me talk me through your kind of journey into tattooing. Maybe kind of like take me right back to your like artistic background, maybe where you first realised your interest just in art in general. Um, so my, the first time I ever like sort of picked up a pencil to draw, I'd say I was about 16. Hmm. Um, I just moved back to England. I lived in Spain. And basically just didn't have any mates. <laughs> so I just used to sit in my bedroom drawing. Um, and then I went to college to do art. Hated it. <laughs> so really? Did, yeah, hated it. So I dropped out of college. Um, and then, yeah, I got a job in a tattoo studio. Um, I got taken on as a receptionist because they needed it. And I was just desperate for a foot in the door because I knew it was what I wanted to do. And the guy said to me, like, this is not an apprenticeship. Under no circumstances is this an apprenticeship. But I was like, I'm going to make gonna it an apprenticeship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. He doesn't know, but it's going to yeah. be. Where <laughs> was this? Uh, in Woking, where I live, a okay. studio called Toeland. Um, so I was like, was offering to set up, make stencils. I was literally like acting like an apprentice, but I wasn't. <laughs> yeah. But the boys were like happy for my help. They were like, yeah, cool. If you want to draw stencils, obviously, before iPads or anything. Um, and I was pretty good in like Photoshop and that, and mm. none of the guys really knew how to use it, so I used to like help make their stencils and stuff like that. Why? Why is it you think that he didn't want to give you or said like it's not going to be an apprenticeship? Why was that? Because he wanted you to just be sort of managerial. Yeah, I mean they already had um, an apprentice in the studio, and it was qu it was a very busy studio at the time. There was like six artists there, so yeah. I think for him it was just like I don't need another artist. I need someone that's going to run the shop. So I was like, yeah, that's fine, I'll do that, but I want to tattoo as well. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just kept like bringing my drawings in and stuff. Um, he told me they were crap every time. He's like, no, you can't draw, <laughs> which I probably couldn't back then. I look back at my artwork then and I'm like, oh my God, it was terrible. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's, yeah. But it's also quite good to see the progression, isn't it, I guess? So yeah. this is at 16, is it? No, this was when I, I'd have been 18 then because I, yeah, I went to college for... Um, I actually did animal care at college for one year. Hated that. Then I did art, and I hated that as well. So, yeah, I was 18 by this time. Um, 
and yeah, just sort of hanging around a tattoo studio, hoping for the best. But I ended up leaving there, um, not tattooing. Um, I think I worked at maybe three or four different studios before I ever picked up a machine. Mm. Um, I was shop manager at a few different studios. Um, so yeah, going doing that, I think I got a really good feel for like how a studio works and like what everyone's role is to play. Yeah, um, like things to do and not to do. And yeah, absolutely. Pick that up quite quick. Yeah, you learn like the etiquette of the shop and like I worked in so many different like like old school style studios um, where it's very much like the boss behaves like a boss because I feel like studios nowadays you're all just kind of mates like yeah. hanging out there is a level of respect but I, I do think like the way I certainly got treated in that shop I don't think it would fly today I don't think you could behave like that <laughs> mm. yeah I mean I, I've I did have a very traditional apprenticeship mm-hmm. as well like I was T-boy and shop bitch for years yep. like well, not years but at least a year um, I, I probably did mine over over a couple of studios and yeah. over at least a year, and that sort of I mean that was like very traditional on coil machines and mm-hmm. like scrubbing tips and all of that sort of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, you they'd never get away with that nowadays. No, definitely not. Yeah, I remember the days scrubbing tips and that sort of stuff. So you had like that sort of did you did you experience any of that in uh, Tattoo London working? Yeah, so that's where I would say was like the most traditional sense of not an apprenticeship, but I did everything that you would do in apprenticeships, like scrubbing tips, fetching teas and coffees, mm. being screamed at by everybody, like just, just treated like crap, really. Yeah. Um, but the, I met a guy there, um, Danny, who he, I went on to do my apprenticeship under him. 57 door. Yes. Um, so we we actually opened up another studio, me, him, and another couple of friends, uh, V1, in mm-hmm. working, yeah, worked there for a bit. Um, so I was still desperate to get into tattooing. I've worked in those other studios. Danny was like, "Yep, yeah, I'll take you on. I'll teach you." I fell pregnant. Okay. <laughs> so I took like a year out, had my little boy, um, and then yeah, once he was born, I was like, "Right, I've got to have to do this now. Like, I can't be messing around anymore." And that was what really pushed me to be like, "I have to tattoo." Yeah. Um, and he was like pretty good in that he'd let me come in and just practice tattooing on myself like of an evening if I wanted to I couldn't mm. be there all the time during the day obviously I had like a six month old baby so yeah of course um, yeah I'll just like get mates in and stuff and just tattoo in the evening so at that point I didn't really have a traditional apprenticeship I'd put in all the legwork before then of course and he'd seen it all like he knew I kind of knew what I was doing you know yeah Oh, that's good. So, so he's hooked you on. I mean, I've worked with him. He's a really sound lad. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've done a guest spot there as well. Oh, nice. Yeah. Cool vibe. Yeah. You know, a bit different as well to kind of a lot of the stuff that's going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you enjoyed that? Mm. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, we're still like really good mates today. So, yeah. Sick. And how, so tell me how you kind of, how did you develop your style then? How did it happen? I, I guess you kind of learned to do a little bit of everything. And then yeah. did you, I presume, learn the craft rather than the style and kind of develop that? Yeah. <sighs> When I started out, I was definitely more like into like traditional. I thought I was going to be doing that sort of stuff. I really love like bold line work. Um, so I started when I was practicing. That's mainly what I was doing. Then I kind of ventured off into the dot work side of things. Mm. I used to sit and hand draw a lot of like mandala dot work stuff. I don't have patience for that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and then yeah, just started getting inspired by lots of like floral artists and just kind of went from there really. Um, 
yeah, I wouldn't say that I've learned everything there is to know in, in tarot. I definitely haven't ventured into like colour or anything like that. But I think once I found my style, so I've been tarot what nearly five years now. There wasn't, yeah. wasn't a lot of people back even five years ago really doing that sort of stuff. Well, this, this is it. This is what I kind of wanted to ask you because from where I'm sat, like I get some requests for floral. Yeah. Uh, I try and direct it as well to people who are more specialist in floral. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, like Beth as well, who owns this studio. Yeah. And I feel like nowadays it is quite popular. I'm not going to say it's a trend because I don't think it's a trend. I don't I think yeah. it will always be. It's very timeless. But I think it is very popular at the moment. Yeah. And it's like, do you feel like maybe you got onto that at the right time? And if so, maybe how how did you end up doing that? You know, I kind of want to know how you how you got in there, like um, maybe your inspirations for that. I think what I remember doing is I bought um, it was like a box of postcards, mm. and it was just like loads of different flowers, and I was just using them to like just try and draw some flash. Because Danny said to me at the time, it was just like draw some really simple designs and put them up and get people to come in and get them and yeah I just came across that and I started drawing them and I was like there's so much freedom in flowers yeah even if like even now like and no straight lines exactly if you miss your steps <laughs> a little bit it's like it doesn't matter it's <laughs> no right, one's gonna know no yeah. one's gonna know it's nature yeah exactly that <laughs> so um yeah maybe that was the appeal for me <laughs> okay um but yeah basically once I started it I was like yeah I love this don't don't really have much interest in doing anything else. I have done other stuff over the years, but I think because I came into Instagram and everything at the right time as well. Yeah. Um, I think nowadays it's so hard to build a following mm. on Instagram because it's so saturated. Whereas when I started, I think it was, I don't know, my, my sort of, it grew so naturally. Whereas now, I feel like I'm like losing hundreds of followers by the day. Yeah. <laughs> like, what am I doing wrong? Am I doing anything differently? No, like? I don't think you are doing anything wrong. And I think that's one of the, one of the, pro like Instagram's completely changed the algorithm. Yeah. I mean, it feels ridiculous that we even have to talk about it. It's oh, like, no. but it is so vital. If I could drop Instagram tomorrow, I would. Yeah, but we so. all have to use it because like, I mean, I don't know about you, but I get like 80% of my business through Instagram. Yeah, same. And... Maybe how important is social media then with tattooing? It's, do you know what I mean? Nowadays, yeah. especially, Completely. can you even be a tattoo artist in 2022 without a strong social media presence? Not in this day and age. I would say back when I worked at Tattoo Land before Instagram was a thing, I saw a successful studio. It was it was probably 80% walk-ins, but it was a very successful studio, no social media. Yeah. But that was the day of just walking into your local studio, and it, it was it was all walk-ins. There was no no real bookings. Like maybe people would come in and say, "Can I book for next week or something?" Mm. Whereas now it's like if you want to book book in, you're like looking at months down the line. You know, it's mad. Everyone's yeah. so booked up. It's almost split the clientele. Yeah. Um, I think it does depend on where you're based. I don't know what it's like here in Aldershot, but. I get people turning up to the shop who are who just want things then and there. Yeah. Call on the phone. Have you got availability at three? I'm thinking, are you <laughs> mental? Yeah. No. Like, who? what do you think? We're all just sat around on our arse doing like, yeah. nothing. So, like, I think there is, there is definitely a massive shift. A yeah. lot of people don't want to wait. Definitely. I get that a lot. When you do a flash day, everyone's straight in there. Mm. Like, vultures are like, oh, my God, I get a tattoo, like, next week. It's insane. Yeah. But, yeah, no, definitely. It's... um. It's crazy that you could have just walked off the street 
few years ago and just been like, can I get this done? Pick someone off the wall. Yeah. Well, I know there are still studios around. There are. Yeah, I don't know if I'd be getting in them. <laughs> 10 pound tattoos. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So I think the, another thing I wanted to know, like, is how do you, I think being a female maybe in, in the tattoo industry, mm. you might have encountered like a completely separate um set of challenges and how do you find it being a female in the industry being a female tattoo artist obviously i'm a male tattoo artist so it's quite yeah. nice to get someone else's <laughs> opinion like what do you like how do you find it i think at the start of my career it was challenging because i worked in a lot of male dominant studios yeah um i guess that's the thing isn't it like it, yeah. it was very male dominated Definitely. and it's so good to see kind of i think it's flipping on its head a little bit now mm. it's definitely more women in, in the industry and yeah and now so much I don't I don't struggle with it I'm working in, in an all-female studio I think it's great I love it I don't have to wor worry about um the male ego that I've encountered in the past not saying obviously that all ma like male types to like it but there's definitely been a lot of that in my yeah, career that I've had to deal with for sure and in in here there's just none of it we all just like are each other's biggest cheerleaders you know we all cheer each other on and there's no competition even though we're all quite similar in style yeah um we share a lot of customers there's none of that oh that's my customer this is my customer you know yeah it's so outdated yeah again something that i'm trying to do with the podcast as well is just like i can't wait to see the back of that yeah like absolutely. this whole boys club vibe it's yeah. it's not like it's crazy can't, yeah can't it's, it's it like should that. be about the artwork you know but yeah. like um did you maybe come across any challenges um, getting into the industry in that respect? Or Yeah, definitely. Um, like I said, I wasn't taken seriously for the longest time. Um, I was just, like you said, like shot bitch, which is a really like, I don't know, such a, like everybody's heard that term, which is crazy to me. Like that's mm. how everybody seems to have come up into the industry that you just someone's bitch to get there. Like <laughs> it's mental. Yeah. Um, and Fully yeah, like running errands outside of work. Oh, everything. Yeah. Like I would just do crazy stuff, like no way related to work, but you do it because they know that if you don't do it, there's 20 more people outside the door who want to do that it. Will. So yeah. And <laughs> you think that like when I, I didn't have a clue there was also no real guidance on the internet and I yeah. just like I walked into a studio thought it was like that was it Yeah. and I thought well this is what I've got to do you know it's like yeah absolutely I remember come home and I'd tell my mum and dad like the sort of stuff I've done they're like are you crazy <laughs> and mm. like, are they paying you for it and I was like no they were like you're mental like why are you doing this yeah but you kind of like loved it at the same time you were like no I've had a great day like doing all this stuff and they were like you've been taking for a mug but I was like well it's what I've got to do to get to where I want to be. And obviously it paid it off. Yeah. At the time, yeah, I was probably thinking like, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> yeah. I feel at that point, a lot of people would give up. Yeah, definitely. And I've had apprentices in the past that have come to me and they've said like, I'm finding it difficult, like especially yeah. making a transition from being employed on a salary yeah. to becoming self-employed. Like what made you stick at it and think, you know what, I am going to deal with being unpaid and I am going to deal with being the shop bitch. Yeah. Why? <laughs> I think I've got, like if someone says to me, I can't do something, I'm like, I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it 10 times better because <laughs> you said I can't. My mum and dad really didn't want me to get into tattooing. They hate tattoos. Um, my partner at the time, he didn't want me to do it at all. He was mm. really against it. And I was just a bit like, nah, I'm going to do it. <laughs> like, yeah. you, you're sparing me on to do it even more now. Prove them wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
So maybe coming off the back of that, like, have you ever had an apprentice? No. No. no, never. What would you? What would your like advice for anyone who's listening to this who wants to get into the industry right now? Like you said, is very saturated market, very competitive. Yeah. What's your maybe number one piece of advice for a prospective apprentice? I think just make yourself known to the studios, um, and it's amazing how many people I have had message me looking for an apprenticeship, and the first thing you ask for is a portfolio. And they'll be like, no, I haven't got one. It's like, it's the first thing you need to yeah. <laughs> You have to have what a portfolio, yeah. Um, but yeah, like, if you if you are looking for an apprentice, you want someone that you know you can get on with. So if you've tattooed somebody a few times and they're a cool customer and mm. they've mentioned it, you're more than likely going to think of them before a stranger that comes off the street, you know? That's normally the way you get your foot in the door. It's how I certainly got my foot in the door. I just kept yeah. going and getting towed in the same studios, keeping my ear out and then... When the job came up at Tattooland as a receptionist, they already knew me in there, you know? Yeah, see, so it was kind of like a way in. Mm. It's almost, yeah, like you would, you would, exp- like I would, I would want that from an apprentice. I would want someone who, not from an ego side of things, but like, I wouldn't want someone to just approach me for an apprenticeship because I'm a tattoo artist. I'd want someone to yeah. approach me for an apprenticeship because they see my style as something that they would want to kind of get into, you know? Yeah, yeah, sure. And it's like, as as someone who te- I mean I've got an apprentice at the moment and kind of teach them everything but mm-hmm. um, that's what you would kind of want yeah. yeah so I do agree I think it's really important to kind of go out there and yeah. get tattooed by your favourite artists yeah definitely I mean I get people say to me all the time when I'm tattooing them that they want to be a tattooist some people just say it's like a throwaway comment yeah some people are just like I've always, you know, I've always dreamed of it or they'll kind of try I've had a few people where they come and get their own artwork tattooed and then they'll be like oh I want to be a tattooist and you're like yeah do you think, <laughs> okay. the, do you think the industry's glamorised definitely it's hard work I don't think people realise how hard work it is mm. um, certainly when I was with my previous partner he, he'd just be like oh you just draw on people all day Whereas my boyfriend, now he's a tattooist as well, so he gets it. We both come home and we're like, oh my God, I'm knackered. Like, both sat in there, like, cracking our backs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Feeling like, like you're ACLs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's hard work. And not even just, if I could come to work, sit down and do a tattoo, that's fine. It's the dealing with customers, it's talking to people all the time, it's the admin, it's the staying up late drawing the night before. It's, it's mm. not just the tattoo inside of it, there's so much more behind it that people don't realise. So when people message you and be like, oh, you, haven't, you haven't replied to my message from a week ago. Oh my God. I'm like, you're not even on my radar right now. Like, I'm just trying to get through my week. Like, just get yeah. my toes done, you know? Yeah. I'm almost like, I don't know, I'm kind of in a bit of a rut at the minute as well. Like, you know how important social media is, but I get to the end of the day mm. and I'm so tired yeah. that like at that point, I should probably start doing my DMs. Yeah. But like, it's the exact opposite of what I want to be doing yeah. and I'm like I'm not going anywhere near my phone no I hate and it. then they build up and then it comes to the next morning yeah and then you want to go to work and then you're back in the zone again and then the DMs are building up and it's like it's just it does it yeah. can swallow you quite quickly yeah. how do you find that work balance having a child maybe drawing up flash drawing up designs the night before mm. like how do you do that not very well. <laughs> um, I've got a separate work phone, which helps because I do all my bookings via WhatsApp. I think that's a bit more personal. I can, I find it easy just to send a quick message on WhatsApp. DMs, I find, get a bit lost. If somebody changes their name or something, I've never done well with DMs. I find email like a bit too formal for me, so mm-hmm. I thought I'll get a work phone. 
and then I can always just send someone a quick message to be like, I am going to get back to you. I'll just bear with. But um, yeah, it's difficult because when I go home, I'm then mum. I'm not, you know, I can't go home and just work. I have to wait till he's in bed and all that sort of stuff. So. And what about your what about your partner? Like, do you do you guys help each other out, or is he completely separate? Does he work near here? He works in Basingstoke. Um, yeah, we definitely help each other out. Um, he he probably helps me more out than I help him out. Okay. <laughs> He's definitely like draw me a few stencils sometimes if I'm struggling. No, that must be nice though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had a, a dragon tattooed a while ago and I'd never even done a dragon. I was like, I don't think I can even draw a dragon. And I went to bed and he was like, that's right, I'll draw it for you. I was like, this is great. <laughs> Drawn for you. All yeah, you got to do is fucking... add some flowers on it and yeah, stuff. Yeah, lovely. <laughs> nice. Do you tend to stencil everything or do you do a bit of freehand? I'm trying to lean more towards freehand. I definitely prefer doing freehand stuff. I've, yeah. put, I've put on my Instagram now, like my book's open just for freehand. Okay. Because that's it's so it makes my life so much easier. I just come to work and draw, like, and just draw on people. That's what I want to do, you know? So good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, anytime I get floral requests, I'm at a point now where I am being a lot more, I'm mean, fortunate I can be a lot more picky. Yeah. I was booking quite far in advance, saying yes to a lot of projects that maybe I shouldn't have said yes to. Yeah. Um, not in a bad way, but like you have got to focus on stuff that you, not because I enjoy everything I do, but like that you do want to focus on. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to kind of just keep the books open and floral stuff I was doing or just kind of all freehand I'm going to kind of focus more on my miniature bits now Yeah, but I feel like you can get them to work so much nicer with the body than Definitely. you can when you stencil stuff yeah let the bike go past <laughs> Okay, we're going to go going with a big one right now oh, so if you could change one thing about the industry what would it be? Um, there's a, I don't know. There's probably a few things. Maybe, Maybe what we were just talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think how to word it. <laughs> the um, kind of the idea that you know, some tattoo studios have become like not a safe space for yeah. people to go get tattooed in. I've definitely experienced it. I've seen it happen. Um, I can see why some people would feel uncomfortable in certain environments. Mm. Um, it only takes one negative experience and that could put somebody off ever getting a tattoo ever again. And like you were saying, I think it's definitely hard for men now um, to get a good um, female client base because so many women are now just turning to women tattoos, maybe even only female studios. Yeah. Um, it's a shame because it shouldn't. The sex shouldn't even come into it. Yeah, no, definitely not. I mean, work like, well, the men that I have worked with in the past have always been respectful, um, and that's just how it should be. It shouldn't be that that's not standard. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that is, it's crazy. But I think because we work in such a relaxed industry, you're not necessarily answering for a boss like normal. It's not the sort of thing where you can go to an HR department or you know, mm. there's none of that. It's very much like. They, yeah, some 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 men do just like think it's a bit of a Take laugh advantage. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, of course. Um, but it's not everybody, and I know that. But um, yeah, so I'd, I'd, if that's one bad stigma about the industry that could be changed, that would be good. Yeah. No, I couldn't agree more, to be fair. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, we say that phrase, not all men. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I know. But it's like, it's so true. Yeah. And, and really, at the end of the day, like, 
tattooing as a whole yeah, shouldn't yeah. be like it just shouldn't be that and the fact yeah. we even have to talk about it i think is crazy you know yeah but yeah would never want anyone to feel uncomfortable no, and like not. i make a real conscious effort to make sure all of my customers feel comfortable yeah, i probably sure. end up tattooing more well i don't know it definitely leans probably a little bit more to females than males yeah. because i do do a lot of the fine line delicate stuff yeah, yeah um but again i make such a conscious effort to make sure that they have such a positive experience yeah to try and eliminate some any negative you know but like you mm -hmm. say it takes one bad thing to to throw it off yeah like I think tattoo studios can be can just generally be intimidating anyway. I remember walking into my first tattoo studio and I was terrified. <laughs> like, you know, everyone looking at you, some of them very heavily tattooed. Mm. Um, if it's not a an environment you're used to, whether it be male or female, it can be a really intimidating place to go into, you know. Yeah. So, Have you from your perspective then, so you've been tattooing in what, five years? Five yeah, about five or six years. Not sure like, exactly, but around there, yeah. Yeah, so in your time as being a shop manager and then being a tattoo apprentice mm -hmm. and then being a fully-fledged tattoo artist and then going through COVID as well, mm -hmm. have you seen the industry change? Uh, where do you think it's kind of... What has changed and where do you think it's going? Yeah, I feel like COVID definitely changed it. Um, I feel like... After COVID, I think a lot of artists like recognised the massive boom that everybody wanted to get towed. But I also think there was a massive shift in artists that maybe their priorities had changed slightly. Yeah. I feel like before COVID, I used to work like 10 till 5, 6 o'clock, maybe tattoo like 8, 9 people a day, every single day. Really that many? Work my butt off, yeah, like... I was like ill a few times, like put myself in the hospital because I just worked myself into the ground. And now, if I do like two full days, I'm like, oh my God, yeah. <laughs> how, how am I doing this? Yeah, that's it. I'm done for like two weeks. Yeah, like, I mean, I, I only work till like two o'clock now because I go pick up my little boy from school. But um, Living the dream. Yeah, literally. What like, time did you start? 11. <laughs> Fuck yeah! So they want two free tattoos a day, and I'm like, oh, I'm knackered. Oh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, so I'm a bit of a part timer at the minute, but it's just fun that work life balance. Like, I was not balanced in any sense of the word before COVID. And why do you think you were working to that extent? Um, a lot of it's circumstantial. So pre COVID, my little boy was at nursery, and he would be in nursery till like five o'clock, so I could yeah. work a full day. Whereas now, we'll see they come out of school at sort of three o'clock, and I could put him in after school club, but. I just didn't want to. I just, mm. you know, just when you had that had that time during COVID to spend with him, I was like, no, I do want to be a mum as well. So yeah, it's nice having that sort of work-life balance. And then, yeah, on a Saturday, I'll do like a full day. I do do the occasional full day. <laughs> yeah. Not often, but I do. Not often, yeah, yeah, I guess. So have you got like, um, in terms of like your bookings and stuff, mm -hmm. if people want to book in with you... After listening to this, like, is there can can people do that? Do you keep your diary? How do you manage your diary? I was doing books open, books closed for the longest time, but I hate the influx of messages. Mm. I can't, I don't deal very well with it. So from now, I've just put my WhatsApp number. Maybe that's a stupid idea. That's <laughs> a work phone, isn't it? Yeah, yes, it's my work phone. So I've put that number on my Instagram to take inquiries, and they do just kind of trickle in now. It's more manageable, maybe like five, six, seven messages a day. Yeah. And if it's something that I'm not interested in, I'll just say, like, sorry, this person probably better to do it. Yeah. Um, I do try and get back to people, but I do still get people being like, you know, you haven't replied to me. 
buy on to one person. I can't get back to everybody. That's, that's it. It kind of touching on what you just said there as well. I I um I was speaking to Mike Stout in my last episode, yeah. and he was talking about like the importance of um kind of recognizing your strengths mm -hmm. and you know kind of referring clients on to other artists yeah i think people get very kind of like caught up with this is my client and yeah, yeah. do you know what i mean but i think it's it's important to kind of recognize what your stuff is and if you're not the best person for the job be able to put your hands up yeah definitely do you know what i mean so it's good that you can kind of do that do you, uh, do you and your fella end up kind of sharing like how does that work yeah a lot of the time actually he said to me today he's tattooed quite a few people that come here um, it's weird actually because so many people come in and like they know that we're together. We don't really put anything online, like we're not very sort of like public about being together. But yeah, so many people will be like, oh yeah, like got tattooed by, by a fella. I'm like, how do you know? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, he talks about me and I talk about him whenever like we're tattooing people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we've definitely, obviously we, we used to work together, so we used to share a lot of customers when we worked in the same studio. But yeah, even now we do still share quite a lot of customers. Nice. Yeah, yeah. that's what it's about. So, yeah. with your fine line stuff, am I right in thinking it's kind of single needle, tight threes? Tight threes, yeah. Tight three. Yeah. Talk me through the equipment that you use. I want to know everything. I want to know okay. needle configurations, <laughs> machines, the whole lot. So, the machines I use are um, the Rotary Works machines, um, built by the guy who owns Tattoo Land. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's woken in and off. Yeah, yeah. See, I've got a couple of those. Um I use just like the Stella Killer Inks, like super tight threes and black ink. That's all I need. Dynamic. <laughs> yeah. Bit of dynamic. Yeah, yeah. Do you use any great. A lot of your stuff doesn't really include any shading as well. It's all sort of like quite graphic and line work. Yeah, if I do do shading, I'll just, same needle, just turn it down a bit and that's it. Yeah. Very, yeah. very simple. Like. Just keep it like less is more. Yeah, definitely. I like everything to be like on my workstation, just, yeah, just like one singular cap of ink. I think like I need it clear and clean just to keep my head straight, you know, I don't like loads of stuff flying around everywhere. But yeah, just if I had like, I don't know, like five, six needles on, I think that would like muddle me up. Throw you off, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I got like that and I ended up just having them all over the thing. I tried to like introduce like using trays to try and like, because mm. I'm quite like OCD. Yeah. It never worked. <laughs> I ended up just like lobbing them all over the tray. Yeah. Um, yeah, nice. So... Like, can you see yourself sticking with that style? Have you, have you like, have you trialed any other equipment? Over the years, I'd say I've probably had, I've tried a few different machines, but it was more just like, so I had a Cheyenne machine, yeah, which was what I used when I was like an apprentice. Um, and then one day I was tired and it just broke, and I, I was like panicking. I was thinking, oh my god, like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Like, I can't use. I've never, I've never really used like a standard machine before. As opposed to what, like a pen? Yeah, exactly right. that. Yeah. So, um, one of the guys I was working with, he brought over like a very old school machine and was like, here you go, you can use this. And I was like, oh my god, I'm not like, didn't even have, I couldn't even use cartridges with it. It was like proper needles. Yeah. And yeah. Like, I can't use that. I don't know how to use it. So he taught me how to use it. And Did I you like, learn on a rotary? Yeah. I literally just learned on like a pen machine. Fine. So yeah, not not traditional in the sense of like I never used coils, anything like that. Okay, okay. Um, and then yeah, I got to grips with that machine, really liked it. I went through another few sort of pen machines, but I never got on with it again. And I like the Rotary Works machines because they're they're simple, but they're a bit more 
I don't know, I feel like you can see all the moving parts. You can see what's going on yeah, with them. Yeah, it's not yeah. like all encased in a pencil. They're quite versatile, I think. I, I've only ever heard good things about them. I've, I think good. I used one back in the day when I was first, but I can't really remember how, yeah, how yeah. it felt. I wasn't like... I was learning to tattoo, so I wasn't. I couldn't really understand how it felt compared to other machines. Yeah, like I'm, I'm a rotary guy. Like yeah. I use like all Bishop now. Oh dear, yeah. Well, like every wand. Yeah, and it's like <laughs> I don't even know why because I end up just using the, the packer. Yeah. Um, but like I do, do, you know what I mean? If I end up doing any like bold stuff, yeah, when I need a load of punch, like I'll use the liner. Yeah. And you've got the shader as well for real soft grey stuff. So nice. I quite, I recommend them for sure. They yeah. are nice. Nice. Do you use lots of different machines then or do you just literally pick up your one that you normally go to? Yeah, it depends on the piece that I'm doing. Okay. Um, generally, I'll stick with the one. But obviously, like if I'm kind of doing like a real soft grey piece that's mm-hmm. like all single needle, then I'll kind of yeah like use a 3.5 mil stroke or if i'm kind of i don't do it as much now but when i was doing like mainly line work and a lot of bold stuff i'd probably mm-hmm. stick to a stick to the liner ones okay. they are great stuff yeah love the machines the customer service is shocking though oh really Bishop, if you're listening <laughs> it's um <laughs> i had a, i had a machine that i ordered and it took about three or four weeks to to even get a reply back never mind oh, send really? it back to the states to get a comeback oh, okay, so yeah. Yeah, it is what it is. That's yeah. the only thing, the only issue with that company. Yeah. No, I mean, I like, I literally, I've got two machines, but one's just like a backup. I just, yeah, same machine. I think I'd, I like what I know. Yeah. And if it goes wrong, the guy's on my doorstep. <laughs> I just go drop it off and go, can you help me? Like. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, and that's it. That's what it's about. Yeah. Like, um, how do you find it like working in, working in the studio? So you're, you're based at Gold Venom. Yes. In Aldershot. And so it's owned by Beth. Who else works here with you? So we've got Beth, Christine, Hannah and Lucy um, and myself. And yeah, so I've worked here since opening day, which was back in February 2020. And yeah, it's been unlike any other studio I've worked in, to be honest. Like, it's just a proper... You just feel like you're hanging out with your mates all day. Yeah. You just, you know, we all... There's no fear of, like, girl talk. In other studios, I'd sort of... You talk to girls about stuff that girls talk about mm. <laughs> and you're the boys going oh like you're, you know, know. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but here like no no topic is off you know off limits yeah. off limits yeah we talk about everything so <laughs> um but yeah we do all just come to work and you know if you need to come in and have a bit of moan about something we're all here for each other um but yeah no it's just a nice relaxed environment to be in like nice. I said, we're all just like best mates really yeah i love that and for you personally like where can you see your your tattooing career in the next five years. Obviously, you're doing well on Instagram, like socials and stuff are good. I kind of followed you from, I followed you from for a little while. I think you originally started out kind of doing like drawing up designs, didn't you? And then mm-hmm. obviously ended up with your apprenticeship and yeah. kind of went through from that. Like in another five years from now, like where can you kind of see it? Or are you kind of happy with, with, with the pace that you're working at and, and kind of doing half days? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I drive myself a bit insane thinking about it. I think about it a lot. I'm always thinking, like, where's the next direction I'm going to take myself in? What what, is, what am I going to be doing? Um, but I think I, just, I need to not worry about it so much because at the start of my career, obviously, I'm worried about it all the time. Yeah. And everything that's happened has kind of just fallen into place quite naturally. Um, I don't think I'll ever completely change my style from florals, but I definitely want to venture out a little bit more 
I definitely want to try some more like bolder line stuff. It's yeah. just find the, finding the people that want that. Yeah. When you've got such a good client base of fine line stuff and you start throwing out bold lines, people are like, what's this? <laughs> Why are you doing yeah. that? Yeah, I guess it's always nice to experiment though. Do you still get the requests for things like that? Like I had someone come, like I opened my diary again for for like to keep it open mm. the other day, and someone asked me for like a colour tribal sun, <laughs> and I'm thinking like you've had a look at my stuff, yeah. Like how do you think that that's the sort of thing that I do? It's bizarre. Isn't um, it? People think I think some people still think that tattoos just can do everything. Yeah, I definitely do get that sometimes. Or will just do everything. Yeah, for sure. I get asked to do colour loads, and I'm like, what? What makes you think I do colour? I can't stand it. Messy. <laughs> yeah, no, I've de- I've never been. I tried back when I used to sort of draw. I I spent hundreds of pounds on like a big set of coloured pencils. I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. a waste of money. It's not like, even when like because I originally started like doing painting and stuff. Mm. Um, I did like a lot of acrylic, not really oil, but mainly acrylic, and it was mm. all grayscale. Yeah, I just like I'm not. I all all I ever wear is black. Yeah, I'm not a colourful <laughs> person, um, and I've kind of never. I really appreciate it, and I love colour work. Mm. You see some of these colour realism artists. It's insane. Blows it? my mind. Yeah. Have you got any? Give me your top three favourite artists top three sort of inspirations or just favourite artists maybe people that you'd want to go and get a piece done by have you got any space left yeah I've got a bit of space left um, my first top artist I think the one who inspired me the most was Rebecca Vincent okay love her work love her florals she was parliament wasn't she I think she still is maybe I feel, feel like she maybe opened her own place maybe possibly I don't know <laughs> I don't know. I don't, Correct I try, me if I'm wrong. Yeah, I do try and stay off Instagram. Like, look, I try not to look at other people's stuff as much mm. as I used to. I definitely still her work's sick. Like, love her work. Yeah, but I'm not too sure what, like what she's doing. Um, I'm trying to think of people I've been towed by. There's so many artists that I respect and love their work, but it's not like the style that I would ever do. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you look at them and I'm like, oh my god, their work's so sick. But it's nothing that I'm ever going to achieve or even attempt. Or get on you. Yeah, like I've got some uh, like amazing artists work on me. Um, I'm trying to think who's like one of the last people's I got towed by. I got towed by a guy called um, Tom who works over in Basingstoke with my boyfriend. Yeah. Um, he did a colour portrait on my calf. And it's insane, but yeah, it was the most painful tattoo I think I've ever had. Hard as shit, man. <laughs> it was so bad. Like, yeah, I used numbing cream for the start of it. When he lined it, it was fine. And then, yeah, about three or four hours later after he was colouring it, I was like, no, I can't. Yeah, because exactly, <laughs> about two and a half hours, mm. depending on how much they wipe, yeah. all the cream's worn off yeah, it was and bad. it hits you like a train. Yeah, yeah. No, it was really bad. Um, I did get tattooed by Luke Ashley, who's really good. Um, palms? Not palms, just my inside of my fingers. I've got my son's name. Sick. Um, How's it held? Yeah, really good. I had it done once and it didn't hold. And then he did it again. Yeah, it's held really well. But that was that was bad as well. Spicy. <laughs> yeah. I've still I've left mine. Mm, I, I would do love wanna, to I'm get actually doing a guest spot at Aura. Oh yeah, nice. Yeah, whether I can beg him into doing yeah, yeah. something. I really <laughs> want to get him on the on for a chat as well. Yeah, yeah. No, he's a really nice guy. Yeah, no, he's really cool. Um yeah, a lot of my stuff I got done years ago when I didn't really know a lot of artists. I was just when I was hanging out in the shop, I'd just get get bits done. Um yeah, one of my favourites is my traditional rose there. That's done by a guy called Simon Blay. I don't know where he works now. I used to work with him in Staines. 
Um, yeah, nice. But yeah. Keeping it local as well, that's good. Yeah, yeah, I've been tagged by quite a lot of local artists. I want to do guest spots as well. We'll try and like, get, a cha- uh, get a cheeky tattoo one on that. That's it, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I always try and get like a tattoo off every kind of artist that mm-hmm. I either work with or... Yeah. I've had guests at the shop. Yeah, it's like collection, isn't it? I don't yeah. like everything looking uniform and like one style. I've just no. got all different stuff all over me, you know? Yeah, I, I like collecting stuff for sure. Yeah. But then if I could go back and start from scratch and to have like a whole bodysuit of like patchwork yeah. from the same artist, that would also be quite sick. Yeah. What about like if you had like one dream guest spot or convention? I think everyone's dream convention is Brighton. Yeah. <laughs> well, certainly like a lot of the artists I've worked with. I would love to do Brighton. I've done a few conventions. What have you done? Um, I've done, I say I've done a few. I've done Portsmouth Convention twice and then I did the Great British at Ali Pali twice. Sick. So I've done four conventions, but you know, two the same. Um, any this year? Good. No, I haven't done any post-COVID. I haven't really looked into doing it. They're just, they're, they're nuts. They're chaotic. I felt like I was in a zoo. Mm. walking past watching me tell and like I was saying to you earlier I'm quite an introvert so stuff like that really like it's quite daunting yeah I'm trying I to push myself to do it but yeah it's a lot yeah no good for you are you more of like a flash walk ups or like just one person for the whole day Um, in the past yeah I've done flash walk ups and yeah my first ever convention I think I did like 20 toes on the first day mm. I was dead by the end of it I was like I'm never doing that ever again <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got, um, I'm doing the one at the XL in London this year. Oh, yeah, nice. So I've got that coming up, which should be good. Um, but again, it's like the first proper big convention for me. Oh, really? Yeah. And I think I'm probably going to lean to doing walk ups yeah. so I can kind of like pick it up. I want to network. Do you know what I mean? I want to get yeah. out and chat with people. And if I'm just doing like one day session with like yeah. with one person, I, I won't be able to get out and kind of socialize as well as much. Yeah. So that, I think definitely. I'm looking, definitely looking forward to that. You get to chat to more people as well. Having been to a convention as well, not tattooing, I'm always let, like, want to go up to the tables where there's people to talk to. They're yeah. just sat there, like, waiting for people to come up. You're more inclined to go over. But if someone's just stuck into their tattoo, they've got their one person, you just walk past them, you don't even really look because you're like, well, they're not going to be interested in talking or tattooing me yeah. <laughs> they're busy you know yeah 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 but how important do you think they are then maybe guest spots like I think some people think that all it needs is for you to just grow this massive following on social media yeah and like w- like if if what happens when Instagram is done do you know what I mean like I, I almost feel like it's already kind of getting there with Instagram okay I feel like it's going in the same direction as like Facebook just becoming you know a, a non-platform really not not there yet, but I think everybody's on TikTok now. Yeah. Um, it just evolves, doesn't it? And it turns into... Are you on TikTok? I am, but I'm so terrible at it. I yeah. can't, I'm rubbish at posting. I'm rubbish at making videos. I really struggle with it. And I think that's why my Instagram has become a bit stagnant because all I can do is post photos. I try and make a video and I'm... It's so difficult. Yeah, because... I don't, I don't know if you're anything like me, like high standards mm-hmm. and you want it to look right. Yeah, yeah. And like, I'm like, even with photos, how many tattoos I do, I post like 0.1% of the pieces that I actually do. Yeah. And people like, I, I feel like you kind of offend people and people are like, why haven't you posted more pieces? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it's not the piece, it's yeah. me. It's like, I'm not happy with that tiny little bit of the line or the lighting's not right in the photo. Yeah. 
trying to trying to tell that to a client is not. Yeah, no, definitely get that. And the people, I don't want people to think that I didn't like the tattoo. But maybe, yeah, sometimes it's about as well. Like, I don't know. Maybe you've done a piece and you're really happy with it, but you don't necessarily want to take on more work like that. Mm. Like sternum to me, I hate them. Why? <laughs> I hate that. I just don't think every time I've got a sternum in, I'm like, oh my god, why have I done this to myself? <laughs> it's not fun. They're hunched over someone all day long, it kills your back. Yeah, they look so unless you cool. do it upside down and you're like at the head end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and even then, it's never going to happen. Yeah, I can't really do that. Being a woman, you're sort of <laughs> hanging right over in their face, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, every, every time I have a sternum in, I'll take a picture, but I don't post. <laughs> no. You know, I've got to the point now. I'm always like, no, nah, I don't do sternum. Sorry, because yeah, <laughs> it's just it's it's such hard work. Yeah, 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 yeah. And if you don't, without sounding like diva-ish, if you don't have to do it, if there's enough work there to take on. If I could tattoo like three arms in a day or one sternum, I'm going to do the three arms. <laughs> yeah, if you could do one thing for the rest of the rest of your career, what would it be? Be floral. Three hand florals and a forearm. Love that inner forearm. <laughs> Just yeah. Easy. Yeah. So yeah, so sweet. You're at Gold Venom. People can find you here. Guest yeah. spots on the way. Conventions got, on the way. Got a couple of guest Brighton. spots coming up. Yeah. Hopefully. Brighton is coming. Hopefully, <laughs> manifest that. Yeah, one day. <laughs> yeah, nice. Um, and the other thing I wanted, I'm kind of doing as well for every episode is want to ask every person that's on the episode to leave a question for the next guest. Okay. So. Give, give me something to leave for the next... And I'm not going to tell you who it's going to be. That's, okay. That's the idea. It's completely anonymous. Okay. I take it it's tattoo-related, not like... It could be anything. Oh, okay. <laughs> anything. Um, and I'll open it this. with the next... I'll open it in the next Okay. Um, if you had your time again, starting from an apprentice, would you maybe pick a different style or a different avenue to go down? Nice. Is that a good question? <laughs> that is a good question. I like okay. that. That's cool. quite open-ended as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sweet. Well, listen, thank you so much for joining me on the show. You're welcome. Really enjoyed thank it. It's me. been good. Yeah, no, for sure. And um, yeah, I love your work. Thank I think you. it's great. And I, and I think you really have like tapped into um, a a really popular style at the moment. Mm-hmm. Like You're obviously smashing it. Like All you guys at, um, at the studio are obviously killing it. And yeah, big inspiration. Love your work. And yeah, thanks for joining us, man. Thank you very much. Thanks for having us. Thanks for listening. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast this week. Please remember a written review on the podcast app and a star review on Spotify is what's going to help grow the podcast up the charts. Don't forget to hit the bell icon as well to be notified of every new release. And I'm going to continue to do these weekly for you. I'm Alex Lloyd, and this is the 21st Century Tattoo. Thanks for listening.